0: And welcome to Kurt's Angle Podcast, the first ever episode here on the Chairshot Radio Network. My name is Kurt Johansson, and I've just got to say before we go into this episode, how thrilled I am to be joining the Chairshot Radio Network family. I'm really excited to be bringing my content to the Chairshot, and what better way to make my debut other than this interview that I have right here with. Somebody that I've got to know over the last couple of years through wrestling. Um Absolute great guy. And one of the very best here in Europe. He's appeared on WWE TV with NXT. He's had WWE matches. He's been on World of Sport. He was one of the main feuds here in the UK on ITV, on weekly television. And yeah, simply put, he's one of the best here in the UK. So... Here comes my interview with the professional, Nathan Cruz. Hey everybody, and welcome to Kurt's Angle. It's Kurt Johansson, and today have got a very special guest. Uh, first Progress Champion, first two-time Progress Tag Champion, three-time NGW Champion, and the current BWR Tag Team Champion. It's, I'll say, the professional, Nathan Cruz. Nathan, thanks for coming on, mate. Thanks for having me back on.
1: uh, I enjoyed our last
0: chat, so yeah, Yeah. I look forward to to doing another one of you. Yeah, no, that was one of my favourite interviews, and it was just a shame with the network just scrapping everything, so as Mm. people are listening to this, you'll be able to find it on the Ringsiders feed, Um, I'm going to get that re-released, because we spoke a a lot about some good stuff about your career and things like that, but today we're just going to focus on a little bit more that we didn't touch upon then, and then things that are currently ongoing. Yeah. Okay. And cool. I thought I'd rock out an old school T-shirt for you as well. <laughs> <The bromance> t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey, Do you know what? That's the, that is the worst piece of merchandise, the worst selling piece of merchandise that I've ever had. I've still <laughs> so I'm I'm sat in my garden right now. Like, do you know what? This isolation is so bad when days are like this. Like, yeah. It's it's absolutely beautiful. Like, we've got about fifteen Celsius. I've got the pond kind of coming into season now, so clearing up nicely, but yeah, in my garage let's get to the point, just in there's like a, a box full of unsolved bromance. T-shirts. Just did not do did not do too well with them ones. I think it's because obviously you think it's the colour? Might be the colour. I mean the idea that we was going for them was just like lads who were going on stag dudes or just yeah. like everybody knows somebody who's got a bromance right so I just get more one of them. But uh didn't, didn't go down I mean the T V show did not really uh it it didn't do as well as we was all hoping, I guess, after the you know, due to the editing. And then um <laughs> and then just shortly after that, I guess like they broke us up pretty early, right? So yeah. We won't like me and Adam could like continue plugging the T shirts online for that many weeks. But yeah. <laughs> it is what it is. But I appreciate you still having that one i am got mine still. <laughs> I believe if you, you... Me and Adam might be the only people who own them.
0: <laughs> I think you gave me this one with one of your most recent shirts and you was like, Look, mate, you can have one of these as well, rock it out. That was it.
1: That was it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, think I, was, I was giving like if you yeah, if you ordered if you pre ordered one of the newer t shirt, the professional t i I was giving like a free gift away and it was either a signed picture or a t shirt, so I give you the option you chose the bromance t shirt.
0: Yeah, I didn't uh, need a signed picture of you on my wall. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> 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 to be fair i don't think we spoke that much about like the world of sports stuff like you did so obviously with somebody that's been um involved in acting like that's what you studied in school college um what was that experience being like Cause it wasn't a traditional wrestling show it was in the studio it was block tapings with itv what was the whole like filming of that like for you
1: do you know what? Like it was, um, I was fortunate that I'd done that NXT taping in Full sale in 2016 because it was very similar in that in that style and um, and also WAW where it obviously it's filmed in that exact same building. They'd also set out in the same type of thing, so it was it was very similar to that um, because they were listening a lot, thankfully, to like people like Alex Shane who you know know wrestling yeah. at least, so that made it a lot less stressful for us but it certainly didn't make it any less exhausting um, there were long days the food was terrible and i've not <laughs> ever spoken about it them, but like if you're catering to professional wrestlers like or oh, oh, athletes in general cater to athletes you know, it was absolute cheese triangles well, i mean that would have been that would have been a bonus <laughs> we had sandwiches we had literally we, that is all we we had one meal a day given to us and it was sandwiches, and you you sat there looking around it always. I mean, we, I think I lost about four pounds the week that we was filming that. That's and I'm <laughs> I, I saying that as a, I was saying that for a pop or a joke like that's actually legit. Like we was all just wasting down like on the evening we were scoffing our faces and breakfast we got looked after well at the hotel but yeah the uh, <laughs> the catering during the show while while we were filming the show and those was like. Six, seven hour days, eight hour days, um, you just you're getting that one sandwich. It's
0: terrible. <laughs> now you, from the last chat, like you obviously, much preferred the tour for world of sport. Would you say?
1: Oh, the tour was fantastic. Like I can't, uh, I can't say enough good things about the tour. I like, got um, that Blackpool show in particular, I think is, arguably the best show I've ever been on in my life. Um, yeah it was an incredible experience uh walking out there that sellout crowd was huge production was brilliant me and adam tore it up with that ladder match again almost died that night the, the ladder imploded on us both while i was fighting on top of it um but it was just amazing it was such a good night um and, and and that's all you know i kind of got to know people who i didn't really have the opportunity to to spend time with on the road before people like will and um, it was just good. It was a real good experience, and I had a lot of my friends there, who you know mean a lot to me in this job. People like Robbie X, who was you know Robbie's, Robbie's one of my closest friends in pro wrestling. Kip as well, Kip Sabian, um, and obviously I can't, yeah, I can say it now. But Adam, Adam's you know one of my my best friends, <laughs> and it was just this, sharing that experience together. Rampage as well, you know someone who I I'll always credit as being the best mentor I've ever had. Is like a big brother to me. And uh, getting to see him make event there with, with Justin and do the incredible things that he did and just spend that time
0: together. It was, yeah, it was really cool. Really, really cool. Do you think it could come back? Because obviously back on, I think it was the 1st of February, they just did the World of Sport, like, entrance on Twitter, just putting dots mm. out there. And then since then they've done, like, a few more, um, a few more different, like, Pictures and throwbacks and stuff like that is that just somebody bored at home on twitter or do you think something could come out of that or are you I not mean, to tell me
1: I, <laughs> I, I i if i knew i'd tell you i speculating i just think it's a guy trying to keep his job mm-hmm. um i don't they still sell the original series to like countries abroad so there is still somewhat of like you know to put out social media content for it is uh uh, there's still a demand out there. Let's put it that way. Like it's still getting broadcast in certain countries, um, all over the world. So, just because of that, I think that's why the social media content's still going out. But I've not heard anything about a, a second series. Um, and I'm, to be honest, I'm unfortunately I I'm, I'm not optimistic about it. Um, it's a it's a shame because I felt that if the show had been edited correctly, if they'd just listened to the right people instead of letting a guy who didn't know how to edit pro wrestling, uh, chop it together. Uh, I reckon it would have done really well. I really do. Because we had a great, great roster. Everyone's enthusiastic. Everybody was working together for the show, not just selfishly. And, um, yeah, it's just a real shame, um,
0: of what happened with the, with the post, uh, production of the show. Well, Cause that literally was the only criticism to come out of it. It wasn't the match quality, or it was just you'd get into the flow, and then all of a sudden it was just done some crazy camera change, and it's just like disorientated the watchers, and it's like, oh, you've just ruined like oh, okay. the impact. And there. there was
1: other things. There was other things. I remember on the first episode, I, like, I was, I so I'm such a stickler for making sure in a tag match, the the legal guys are in without mugging the referee off with their five count. I hate that because I just think you. If you can't do it by the, the book, you're not doing you know, you're not doing it properly, basically. Yeah. You can't you can't do the job right. Okay. Um so I'm a real big stickler for that. And then there was one bit that we had in that match, I remember, particular hope spot, and there they they, uh, they absolutely butchered it on the editing and it just looked like I came in illegally because they cut a bit out. And there's there's a big issue of like somebody who doesn't understand wrestling editing this. Yeah because they don't understand the importance of keeping that little bit in and maybe chopping out another part, like, well, I don't know, just, like, heat or something. But it was just so annoying. It was, like, I remember I watched that, and, uh, and yeah, like, I was asked what I thought of it, and I said, like, well, you butchered our tag match.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, gave him, I, gave, you know, I gave him my honest feedback on it. I said, like, you know, that stuff's important. And he was like, "Oh, sorry, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that." I'm like, "Well, yeah, I don't expect you to know that because you're not a, a, you don't, you don't know pro wrestling, right?" But at the same time, that's why they shouldn't have had him edit. It. They should have had you know, one of our, or at least who's going to edit? Have somebody to turn to like Alex yeah. to help out in that situation. But you know, it is what it is. It's, it's useless crying over spilled milk at this stage. I am, I'm just, I'm very grateful for the opportunity that I got to do it and be a part of it because. Good, bad, or indifferent—I think it's going to be remembered as a as a piece of British wrestling history, and you know I can say I was part of that, and you know one of the best things that came of it was um, was a lot of people were saying that you know the storyline with me and Adam and the matches that we had that unfolded on TV was one of their favorite parts of the show, and uh, you know that means a lot to me. I'm Um, still not over it.
0: I'm still not over it. (laughs) <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> so, so you can see us you can see us doing more ladder matches at NGW and seems to be doing them off the strength of the WOS show they've kept that food going yeah. me and Adam throughout 2019 which was uh, yeah it was it was good but good god if there was one thing that I was sick of in 2019 it was the sight of a ladder
0: <laughs> which funnily enough last time I saw you wrestle actually BWR um Ladder match, um, <laughs> yeah TLC. You know,
1: I, was, I didn't, I didn't realize it was a TLC till like two nights before. So I started thinking of these ideas, this tag team championship main event, and I was getting real excited for it. And I remember speaking to Matty about it, and then, uh, I just, I just checked the graphic online for, for some reason, probably to to promote it on Twitter or something. And was, I just noticed it was TLC. I'd for some reason not noticed that before, and I was like, oh well, that changes everything, that changes all these ideas, <laughs> yeah, in my head again, I'm like, F in ladders again, for God's sake, but no, that was a lot of fun, that was, I, I enjoyed that, and you know, I've had such a big part in uh, Cole's initial training, uh, Cole Quinzel, and, and Scotty Rourke is now training at the NGW Academy, um, now he has been on and off for a number of years now, but he's been a lot more consistent recently, uh, obviously, Myers, I think uh, I think it's well documented. Now he's you know been my friend since I was seven, and uh, we've been pretty much been like best friends, and since then. So to do something like that, it's always cool to win the tag titles together. I mean, I remember when we were kids, we booked ourselves as tag champions in our back garden promotion. So to be able to um, hold an actual tag title together is kind of cool.
0: Yeah, no, definitely because. First time um you were holding it with Matt obviously you'd have thought you'd have had it already with NGW but with BWR like how how long had that been in the works Because obviously the match was originally supposed to be Matt Myers versus Lucas. Lucas had been booked elsewhere. In comes Nathan. Was that always the plan for you and Matt to be holding the belts?
1: I I I don't know. Uh, to be completely honest with you, um, I mean, me and BWI have been trying to work on stuff for a while. I think I've done one appearance before against Joe Hendry and then um, kind of radio silence for a bit. And there's always, you know, one of the promoters in particular has always been in touch with me and saying, oh, we do want to do something. We're just figuring out the right thing and how to do it. Um, And I think maybe Matty had a, a say in this as well, Um, but it was... Yeah, uh, I, I honestly have no idea I think the original plan may have just been for him and Lucas to take the tag titles, I'm guessing um, yeah. but I don't I don't know for certain, I couldn't,
0: you yeah, know, don't quote me on that <laughs> It's good to see though, like, last time we spoke last year, he was doing the team sin stuff with Lucas and it didn't work out just because the dates didn't match with North, now yeah. one year on you know, in BWR, it's second to none. Team Sin, you're with your best friend. You're with the guy that you're mentoring, the guy that's been in Lucas Steele, the guy that you've been mentored by in Rampage Brown, and Gia Adams. Like, how's that like working as a collective with those three? Obviously, it's only you know, it's with, a, you with the group forming, but
1: yeah, it's it's exciting, and like it's one of them things. Like you just said, you just put all those things together there's a lot of um you know for me personally there's a lot of stuff in there that, that's important to me that i you know lucas like i said someone who i've mentored and kind of helped his, push his career in the correct direction and you know i mean lucas still team as as team sin with obviously uh one of the shows that we do on the ngw butlin's run is a tag team title show where me and lucas are the tag team champions as team sin and then uh this past week we did no uh, no fans Monday or a couple of weeks ago when this airs we did no fans Monday for wrestle talk down in London and me and Lucas was teams in there so I still get to do that and yeah and, and anything that I get to do with rampage obviously me and rampage work as a tag team in uh, NGW, and um and that's uh, and that's no this discredit to, to Lucas or to myers or to anyone else who I have teamed with or miles or he also team with but um Rampage is my favorite partner just because like I I still learn from him and I just think we have a real good dynamic as a tag team because you know he did his stint in FCW that he did he was working as a, in a tag team and um and I uh, you know there's bits of knowledge obviously I've I've really dove into to tag team wrestling in the past few years you know heavily influenced by by Dash um and and seeing the success that he's had and just you know, how he's able to make tag wrestling so interesting again. So I've developed a big passion for it. And um, and kind of, like, my role, I kind of see this now within NGW anyways, is to, like, I've stepped out of the main event picture somewhat now and started focusing on, like, more mid-card things or whatever. And tag wrestling has been something where I've been able to really put a focus on, especially on those butling shows where they'll put me in that match. And I'm, I'm there with Robbie, who I know I can trust. And then we'll have, like, maybe two other guys a young lad, like, we had Amir Jordan in that match quite regular with me, Sid Scala, and Robbie for a while, and, uh, so it'd be like me and Sid Scala against Robbie and Amir Jordan, and again, just able to really pass that knowledge on to them, and also figure out stuff for myself that I'm kind of picking up as I go, and I'm, you know, asking Dash questions, or I'm researching and tap- studying things that I'm like, okay, so why does that work, and, you know, just, just kind of figuring it out as we go, yeah. and, um, I'm really enjoying it, like, I, I tag wrestling, uh, it's something that I've always had a bit of an interest in. I used to do something with courses Kennedy years ago uh, <laughs> where we worked as a team, but I just don't think I had the... I certainly didn't have the knowledge back then that I have now um, that I've, I've picked up over the last few years about tag team wrestling. And I just think that when it's done correctly, like it can be so good, it can be so entertaining and, uh, and create so much drama. You're instantly given a gimmick when you're given a tag match. It's something that's so different to the show to the rest of the show, so I always try and make sure there is that, there is a tag team match, and you'll see things in this match that you, that you can't see in a singles match,
0: necessarily, yeah. so, um,
1: yeah, it's, it, I'm, it, I'm really enjoying that at the moment, really am.
0: Good, what was your thoughts so on No Fans Monday then, obviously it was supposed to be, um, Battle of Brit Rest, which was a nightmare, because I did a preview on that, just to where, a couple of days before, gets cancelled, I'm like, well, do I still release it? No fans, Monday gets announced. I'm like, fuck sake, I just got to re record and then just did a preview for a whole new show, which is practically the same thing. Uh, but for yourself, like, how was that at all because it was within a couple of days, wasn't it? All set up, it, it was, yeah.
1: Um, I mean, I just I saw Will's tweet about like possibly doing something while he was on his flight back from Japan, and I think I just replied with a gif of like me with a suitcase running around. And uh, he instantly inboxed me and was like, you want in? Because, you know, we'd like to have you on. And I was like, well, yeah, absolutely. Of course I would. And, um, and it kind of just snowballed from there. And again, like, just as I mentioned, that I was very proud to be part of the WOS show and say that, that's, that it's going to be part of British wrestling history. I think this is, you know, like, um, I think people are going to look back at this. I mean, people are going to look back at this point in history, regardless, like, yeah. this point in British history. Well, global. Um I think they're going to remember twenty twenty as the year that the world went on pause, and um, and so there was obviously and every every aspect of working life has been affected by this in a different way. And I think obviously when you're looking at a, a British wrestling history book in years to come, that'll be well, how did British wrestling survive during COVID nineteen, and um, and they'll turn to that sure. And I'm you know proud to say I was a part of that, and uh, you know it was. It was good to give something for the fans, but also I, thought, you know, I hope they understand that we're, you know, we're financially struggling at the moment. <laughs> you know, we're, we're worried. Um, being self-employed, there hasn't really been that much assistance given to us, particularly in the entertainment industry. So to do something that's going to raise money, not just for myself, but for my colleagues and peers and people that I, you know, respect and, and love to work with, and, and a big shout out to, to Will. Will was coming back from Japan and had every right to just say, "I'll just chill." You yeah, know, like he could have well and truly just put his feet up and relax and taken this time to just kind of focus on himself and heal up. But he didn't. He 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 wanted to give something back to all of us, and uh, and it's just a, a credit to to him as an individual and how much he's you know he's matured over the years. Um, big shout out to to Wrestle Talk to help make that happen. Ollie Davis and Alex Shane those guys uh and apologies if i'm missing anyone out there but like those guys coming on board and just helping get us that production and you know doing this as a working thing together it was it was a really really cool thing like I said, i'm just i'm so proud that i was a part of it and uh yeah really enjoyed it
0: no brilliant like it raised so much money for you guys just from the youtube donations i think what was the total at the end over ten thousand, was it
1: it was something like that, yeah. Um, but like obviously, there's a lot of uh, there was things that we had to pick, like venue hire and yeah, yeah, uh, travel to London. I mean, I don't know if you saw, but for us to park in London cost 45 pounds for the day, yeah, £45. exactly.
0: 45
1: pounds, and then they've got the nerve to charge you an extra 15 pounds to just drive through the basket. Yeah, I just because you you, you, you know, it's, it's not like we don't. I, I just hate London. I hate London in general. I'm sorry if anybody's listening here who's from that, that city, but I just. Why are you charging us extra to drive through there? It's a shithole. And we pay our road taxes, it is it, an awful, awful city. And it's so overpriced. They just want to. Everything's just grabbing money from you at every given aspect. So, yeah, just little things like you have to take that into account. And then we obviously divide the money. Yeah. Well, Ollie Davis actually was in charge of that and divided the money equally. Um, I'm not going to reveal what what we each got. Because, no, no. You know, we got we got a good little cut, and um, you know, it's money that we wouldn't have got otherwise. And uh, you know, I was, you know, for a one day payoff as well as you know, if if, if this was just a a one off show, and I was still working regular, i would have been really happy with with the money that I got for that one show. So, no, yeah, it was, um, you know, it's 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 helping us out in a you know in a time where we need it.
0: Yeah. Um. Uh, when you're just ranting about London, all I can remember is when we <laughs> we drove to Br- for London from Hull for Brixton, and it was a big eight-man oh, tag match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all the way, cause I think that's the first time I've ever drove to London with you. I've done like Manchester and Norwich <laughs> and stuff like that. And all the way, fucking hate London. Hate London. <laughs> Nathan, London's not that bad. As soon as you get in, okay. fucking it, London, nobody knows how to drive. <laughs> the, same, the
1: same thing happened when we got there. So we, get, we, we literally must have been in London about 10 minutes, and I was actually ranting about something else in the car a kind <laughs> little pet peeve of mine that people do online. And, um, and just with that, this woman in this car, she she, she missed a turning. So she just slams on her brakes, this old woman, tries reversing. <laughs> and then turning in and she realised she can't do it so she starts reversing like back across like three there's like three lanes we're all everyone's I back to, Like I was driving quite like Lucas was I said like this is London this is it's an absolute nightmare that bricks in the show funnily enough um, I remember after the show I went and got paid by John Briley and um, just asked if everything was okay and I said yeah mate but in the future I'm not driving in London anymore can I go back to trains please <laughs> like I can't do it. I cannot do it anymore. I I just I understand why people take the tube so much in London because it's just pointless trying to drive around that place. It's just an absolute nightmare, absolute nightmare. But yeah, we're not here to to bury London. I could do that all day. <laughs> <laughs> Such a Yorkshire lad.
0: Yeah, nah. No, it it was on. I think the journey back and was all flagging and sticking heads out windows to keep ourselves awake and. You was like, let's play the I think it was Wrestler in a Box or something like that. And at this point, I'd never heard of it. And you was like, ah, none of you are gonna get this one. And I think it was in two guesses, I guess, Big Boss Man. And you was like, What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> he was absolutely raging. Yeah, yeah. All smug, like, nobody's getting this one. Um
1: <laughs>
0: So obviously with No Fans Monday, it was supposed to be Battle of Brit rests where Wrestle Talker gonna be doing some of their own shows, big showcases involving so many different companies around the UK, NGW, Frontline, Soul, WrestleGate. How does that, how does that feel for you? Knowing once the madness all settles down, WrestleTalk with the reach as well. Like this No Fans uh, Monday, 171,000 views it's got on YouTube so far. Mm. Um, so with WrestleTalk and their Paul now doing shows and airing on Fight Network as well on television. What's your thoughts on that going, not only doing a TV product, but working with so many different companies?
1: Um, I mean, well, for one, I'm excited. Uh, two, I'm just, again, grateful for that opportunity to be part of that company. Um, they are taking great care of me since basically since uh my we contract didn't work out for me in 2017 um and i've always yeah i've always been very proud to be part of uh of ngw and of of, of all its affiliate companies and stuff like that going forward with this uh, i mean i remember when that was getting announced like i was pretty excited already the only thing i wasn't excited about was going to london um (laughs) but but, um no yeah I'm, i'm I think it's a great opportunity for so many people, and what it could, uh, you know, because I think a lot of those promotions sometimes get overlooked, and there's yeah. a lot of good talent on there. There's a hell of a lot of good talent that are coming through. You know, like I say, Rampage is a staple of most of them, and I think you could ask mm-hmm. nine out of ten British wrestlers who they consider to be the best in British wrestling, and we'll say Rampage Brown. Um, He's the best in all, man. Yeah, well, you'll get no argument from me. I think he's one of the best wrestlers in the world. Um, Dean Allmark, who I, I you know, I hold in equal esteem. Uh, is is a part of those WrestleGate shows? NGW, you know, I've been a part of since its inception. So, I'm, you know, I could talk about the talent there for as long as day. They... Robbie X, so I just, I you know, in the last couple of years in particular, I just think has come into his own, and he's so effortlessly good. He reminds me a lot of James Mason, who's Again, one of the best that's, that's ever come out of this country, and Robbie's like uh, you know our modern version of of James, in my opinion. Like he's just so so talented, and he's so effortless and smooth with everything he does. You have people like Adam coming through who was you know, Adam's probably the hardest worker I know. He's he's constantly perfecting himself and and bettering himself. Um, we've had people come through who have gone on to better things. Gabriel Kidd, who's now gone on to to New Japan. Um, you know he was working with his um, Kip Sabian, so you got all this talent that's uh, in and around Miles. I don't want to overlook Miles because I think he's got a huge future ahead of him. You've got all this this talent um, around it, young, old, and you know people who are just kind of in in the middle. People like myself would be, you know, been around for a while, but still got a while kicking in them. Still, at least I'd like to think so. And um, and I think it's a great opportunity for, for the, a lot of eyes and a lot of the right eyes. You know, to see to see that um, <clears throat> I made no. You know, I'm, I'm quite. I've been quite open about this in the past. Um, that I you know, there's one thing left on my wrestling bucket list, and that's to to wrestle in Japan. So, um, you know, like I'm hoping that that's gonna hopefully lead to that opportunity. Um, I've also very much got my eyes set on AEW. I think last time we spoke about this, uh, AEW was just kind of launching. And uh, yeah. it was just kind of see like We was just kinda kinda of, uh, a point where I was like, Well, I hope it does well and we'll see where it goes. Um but for for right now, at, at that time I was just I I don't f was just kind of like floating around within wrestling. I was just enjoying it. Um, just because I'd spent so many years geared towards WWE, WWE, WWE and then I had everything happen there that I was just you know, I went through a spot of depression with that and then I was just like kind of a case of reassessing everything and and just kind of enjoying where I was, but then I didn't have that, there was something missing, uh, the want that ambition or goal to drive for anymore, it was just kind of, I'll just keep doing this, because it's kind of cool, um, and it is, and don't get me wrong, I do not mean I'm not enjoying it anymore, but it's good that I've seen how well that's done, and, I'm, and I wanted to continue to do well, but now I'm like, you know what, I should I should be a part of this, and I really want to, because for me, like it's almost like I'm looking at this as well from, uh, from an aspect of myself like growing up and people I've been influenced by I remember like a, a lot of people used to say this especially around 2010 that I reminded them of a young Chris Jericho in fact there was a Fighting Spirit magazine once wrote an article on me and they said it's like the UK's answer to Chris Jericho and I remember thinking that was like the biggest compliment I've been heavily influenced by people like Dean Malenko Tully Blanchard and Anderson all these people that are there that I can learn from because this is this is it for me as well. Like I don't just want to go there and be like, okay, this is what I can offer. Like, well, what can I, I what can I offer to them, and then what can they offer to me to help me become a better performer and a better, you know, polished professional wrestler. Dustin Rhodes was there. You know, I think he's one of the best storytellers in history. Um, there's so many people that I could go there and learn from and better myself. Uh, and and Wrestle Talk is kind of giving us all that opportunity to show that the British scene is doing very well and that you can still come here, make a great living. Uh, you can learn a lot. Um, and also gives us the opportunity for those major companies around the world with some, you know, some big money kicking around to be able either to you know, work out a, a working partnership or even invest in some of the talent individually. Um, so, yeah, the, the, the possibilities are endless. I think what it comes down to is self-belief uh, and hard work, but I think that's why we've got to the point where we are within British wrestling, is that we always believed that we were the best in yep. the world, and that it was just a case of getting the eyes on us, um, and that, you know that that boom started happening in 2012. It's been going ever since,
0: and I think this is just another one of those things that's going to keep that boom going and keep that interest there. No hundred percent. Like it <clears throat> was something I wanted to discuss a little bit later, but I'll. You kind of led into it already with NXT UK. They signed <coughs> a lot of what some regarded as some of the top talent um, in the UK or those that are coming through. And the term Brit Rest is dead gets thrown around quite a lot. Um, so I ended up launching my own little show. Brit Rest isn't dead, which. I had once, and then coronavirus hit, and every show stopped running. So I'm like, uh, I don't know if I could use that <laughs> table right now. Yeah, something like Brit is on hold, maybe. Um, what's yeah. your th- What's your thoughts on that term, like Brit is dead?
1: I hate it. I think it's so ignorant, stupid, disrespectful. I could go on, or you know, there's a there's a bunch of adjectives, like negative adjectives, that I could use to, to for that, and I just think it's. Yeah, it's it's not it's not true, is it? You just look around. That's I think that's you discrediting the work of, of people like Rampage, of people like Dean Omar myself. And, you know, so many others who have been around for so long. Or, you know, i I've been around for a long time. I've only been in it. I'm approaching fourteen years. these there's so many people who have been doing this and continue to do it, and then that's not to you know overlook the young talent coming through. You know, like people like Miles Kerman, for example, um, who I just think they've got so much potential, so much ahead of them. You know, anyone who I've previously mentioned on this on this interview so far, who are all flying the flag for British wrestling and doing really well with it. And uh, yeah, to say British wrestling is dead, it's just it's a very ignorant term, and it it, it really annoys me. It really annoys me. I mean, I know it annoys a lot of us, and um, I just think if you if you watch really a fan of this, just kind of. Understand what you're saying with that, you know, that'd be my message to you that you just disregarding, you know, you tell me that I should just go hang up my boots, go get a normal nine to five. It's, it's, it's absolutely disrespectful, so yeah, um, that's where my stance is on that.
0: Yeah, I like obviously some companies closed, but I don't think that for them to just shut overnight, there must have been underlying trouble anywhere, there must have been struggling financially, but. PWR, for example, they ended up selling out their Memorial Hall. And it's like, people are saying Brit Wrestling is dead, but they're selling out. So many places are improving. And, Pell, you raised over £10,000 in a No Fans Monday show. That that screams volumes that British Wrestling isn't dead.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, NGW, uh, the whole City Hall, they've sold that out numerous times since... NXT UK began, um, and they still do. You know, the lowest numbers I've seen NGW draw to a whole city hall show is about seven hundred. Yeah, I mean, you tell me it's dead seven hundred. Like I remember when I started in two thousand and six. You know, we, if we got 40, 50 people, and we were excited. <laughs> you know, you might add an extra couple things to your match. There, so that was when, and, and we weren't considering it was dead then. It was just struggling. So to say that it's dead now with the houses that so many people are still drawing and you know the the work that so many promotions are putting in to, to kind of like keep keep things going forward. In all different areas of the country as well, you know, like I say got great things going on in Newcastle with North Wrestling, NGW flying the flag for Yorkshire and obviously doing the the, the Butlins camp shows, all stars still very much busy. Um, I've been doing a lot more work for Brian recently, which it's part of his, of his 50th anniversary tour, which has meant a hell of a lot to me to go back to work for him, and um, and the, the, the draws I've seen him get some of those towns, you know, and, and uh, I quickly want to mention a, a wrestler called Niwa um, if you haven't seen this lad, check him out he's incredible, like I've been very fortunate enough to work with him a couple of times on those all-star shows, hell of a good talent and, um, you know, we, we, we we've been having some you know, we'd tore t- t- into each other a couple of times at those shows, it's been brilliant. But we, you know, we're going out and putting out a performance like that because of the draws so well. So, there's two lads, I you know he might not be from Britain, but um, <clears throat> he's working over here, he's working hard. You know, British wrestling is far from dead, far from dead.
0: You mentioned All Star and the f- uh, the 50 year anniversary. Yeah. Am I right in thinking it was the- around their 40th year anniversary you started working for them? That's correct, yeah, yeah, 2010 was when they uh, took me on. So how how does it feel? Obviously, you mentioned NGW were doing the butling camps, but All-Star was that they were everywhere. You had all the best wrestlers from all around the world wanting to come to that. So to have been a part of that history for like 10 years and then obviously recently facing Joel Redmond, try and put that into words to be such part of All-Star history for the past 10 years...
1: I don't think I could ever put it into words. Um, when I was a kid, I used to watch All-Star, All-City Hall, and it was always my ambition to work for them because I remember getting the programme that had a list of events on the back, and I knew that if I was ever to go, going to become a professional wrestler, this is where I needed to be in the UK because there was such a volume of work. And, um, you know, to get that opportunity at 19 was huge uh, and you know to not have to i think i was working at a call center at the time to be able to quit there and then go into pro wrestling as my full-time job was outstanding and um you know I'm just i i and like I say the people that I, I, I met on the roads there, learning from them and and getting the opportunity to work with i mean you know dash dash i, I mentioned quite often but he's he's like he's my best friend man and i met him through all-star John Schuyler, someone else who I, I think the world are from America, and um, a, a real good friend of mine, um, again, met through All Star. We've had a great friendship since and a good working relationship. He comes over and works with us at NGW. I go over and work with a promotion that he helps out with called PWX in uh, North Carolina. And it's, uh, it's really cool that like, that all came from All Star and the people who have gone gone through the doors over the years at All-Star Wrestling, you know, Daniel Bryan, it's probably your biggest name that you'd go to, but then you've got Sheamus, you've got Drew, who's about to headline WrestleMania, and, you know, he started with Bryan. It just, it's one of those things, and you know, when people say that they think that, you know, oh, All-Star, it's this, it's that, I hate that. I hate it so much. I, I, just because, you do, you do you know, when was the last time you checked it out? Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, are you just going off this off here, sir? Or just because it's presented as a big-time American wrestling because it's an easy way to sell to families. Is that what you're judging it by? Because if you actually go and check out the talent there, you'll see that you've got some you know, some really good talent there. There's a reason William Regal was you know, harping on for years, still does, you need to go and learn there. And there's a reason that it, Robbie Brookside spent years working there. There's a reason why James Mason still works there. It's, it's, you know, I, I can't I can't credit All Star Wrestling enough for my career, but there's so many other people that came through their Rampage, you know, it, it, I
0: could just go on forever. about um,
1: how proud I am to say I'm a part of that history.
0: 100. percent You mentioned PWX, um, so you've been to North Carolina about two or three times now, haven't you? Been um, going over there. I think more recently um, this year against Harlem Bravado. How how was all that experience of going back to America and knowing uh, this company keeps bringing you back out on quite a regular basis now?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm in Harlem Bravado, there's someone else I met from All Star. And uh, I love PWX. PWX is, uh, they just do, it reminds me very much of NGW, uh, even though it's colour scheme. But it's just, <laughs> they do stories so well. You know what I mean? Like they're really, and, and their fan base is very much invested and know those characters well. The I was shocked to see how many fans remembered me uh, this year from like my time there last year. That it just kind of it it tells you what type of fan base that they've developed there, and that all comes down to the hard work of everyone there, from Skylar to to Brian and Patrick who, who who run the promotion. Like it's um yeah, I'm I'm very I I'm just flattered to be able to go in there and and work with some of the younger talent as well, like, at night one, I got to work with, uh, Alan bravado and again, like, I've known him for a number of years, met him with Brian, and then, um, and then the next night, I was in the, a, a fair 4 was with, you know, some of the younger lads there, and that was, it was just so cool, because, you know, the, they, I remember after the match, there was, you know, they were very thankful, to, to me, for helping them, like, kind of, piece this together, or whatever, and, and put on the match that we did but they uh, it was you know just they're very respectful the fans are great the, the promotion is fantastic I just yeah can't say enough good things about PWX I'm, just, I'm I'm honored and touched that they they have me back as as regular as they do it always becomes a working vacation for me yeah. um, I'll always fly out like a week or two early and go spend some time with Dash and John and just get to hang out with my mates see see America which you know I love that country, and and I very much believe I'm probably going to move there. Um, you know And this last trip was amazing. Like Kip now lives there, so I got to hang out with Kip, Jimmy Havoc, Marty Skellor. God, I've not seen Scale in years. Um, uh, pretty much since he signed with Vara H. Uh, Rockstar uh, Spud, Drake Maverick, quite a bit. Like it was so, it was just awesome. Like we all just got to hang out again. And I had the best time and. Again, that's because PWX through a few dates my way, and um, so yeah, I'm very grateful to them. And I, my only regret is that I don't get to go over there more frequently and do more with them. Like I'd love to be able to go over and like, uh, you know, build a storyline with with one of their talents or something and do something like, a bit more long lasting. But obviously, I've got um, I've got commitments back home that I've got to honor. So it's not something that we can do,
0: um, and they can't afford the budget
1: to be flying me out on a <laughs> monthly basis.
0: Yeah. Just stay out there for a few months, like go live with Dash and Kip for a bit, I'm sure they won't mind. Like you've got enough people out oh there.
1: God. I I'm sure I do, but uh, I, I don't know if my fiance will be too happy about that.
0: <laughs> she might sure like the peace and quiet.
1: My, uh, <laughs> I just need to get my phone charger. My my chat yeah, no, is about to, to drop down and I don't wanna cut us out before we've we've had a chance to finish the interview.
0: Right. Whilst whilst you're in your house, then I was I'll going to out. mention your oh, <laughs> your games room, your toy room. My toy room. Yeah, yeah. Tell so, everybody yeah, about um, that because you have got a series coming.
1: Yeah. So I think by the time this goes up, episode one should have already aired. Um. But uh, like I, a few weeks ago, like I put a picture up of a couple of the toys that are in my collection, and somebody made a point of saying, oh, it'd be cool if you could do, like, a, a video um series, much like you did with your Christmas decorating, um, like, showing us inside your toy room. So I thought, actually, that is, sounds like a pretty good idea. gives me something to do whilst I'm kind of away from wrestling at the moment with uh, everything that's going on with the corona. And so I thought, yeah, all right, I, uh, give it a go. And the first episode's uh, the Small Soldiers episode, and um filmed it, kind of felt like, pretty good about it, but then um, what was even better was, you no know, one of my very good friends, you know, again, a childhood best friend of mine, Andy Dye, who's a tremendous video editor, he, uh, he pieced it together and sent me like the draft of it, and I said, God, this looks outstanding, mate, it's better than I could have ever hoped. Um, so, yeah, hopefully uh, you're all enjoying it. Uh, we've got eight episodes lined up um, covering, like I said, Small Soldiers is the first episode, Second one's Batman the Animated Series. I think then it's X Men, followed by Spider Man. Um, we go into Batman and Robin '97. There's a Godzilla episode. Um, there's a wrestling figure episode, even though I don't have wrestling figures in my toy room, which I kind of explain on the video. Um, but yeah, I mean, toy collecting is like something I'm really interested in. It's like my hobby away from wrestling, uh, as well as gardening. I'm actually now sat in my tiki bar. Here in my garden that I, that I built myself. But yeah, like it's, uh, yeah, I just, uh, toy, uh, toy collecting is like, I don't know what it is about it, why I enjoy it so much. I just, I love it. And um, it's something that I'm quite passionate about. And yeah, I'm, I'm quite excited about this series. So you can check it out. I've got two YouTube channels. I've got one that's kind of like a wrestling channel, and it's called, the other channel is called Cruise Off Road. And this is the one where I've got like the, the Christmas decorating and I'm going to have these new toy lands. Uh, TV like this new toy series, toy collecting series. So we'll see how it goes. If it goes well, like I want to do more of them and you know keep it going because I've got a lot of toys to talk about. Whether I've got them in my collection already or it's just stuff that I eventually want to get. Um, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. But yeah, I should have yeah, I could have gone in and doing you a quick tour, but I've uh, I've put the phone charger here in my tiki bar, which is. So in the summer I like to have like barbecue parties out here just by on the deck next to my pond and stick the fire pit on and the barbecue and then I've got this little I think this is just the cushions to the chair there but I've got a little beer fridge there I've got a 1990s walls ice cream freezer like it's pretty cool in here I love it.
0: Are you trying to get a job landscaping? <laughs> I am not
1: right. I, uh, I just. I'm I'm a creative person. Let's put it that way. So I'm like, this is
0: uh it is
1: it is. I've just done a few repairs. The roof needed doing. Actually, a couple of weeks ago, I was up on the roof, waterproofing it, and my fucking, came through, it. Came through into it. It was an absolute disaster. So I had to that up and replace some of the lights and stuff. It's a bit. Hard, it's no, it's hard work, but it's hard work that I enjoy doing. Same as the pond, and again, it's just my release from wrestling. Um, the same thing with the toy room, to be honest, like with the times, like, don't get me wrong, I love wrestling, It's it's been my passion since I was, since I was a kid, and it still is to this day, but sometimes you need that escape, you need that release from it, and you know, this is, I can take my mind off it, and just chill out here, or I can take my mind off, and go grab a comic book from my toy room, sit in there, read, or look at the toy collection, and you know, go back to when I was a kid, and everything seemed a lot simpler, I didn't have financial worries, I didn't have, <laughs> A, a global pandemic concern <laughs> about
0: uh like whilst we're off the topic of wrestling then so how are you keeping yourself occupied during this lockdown then
1: uh, Disney plus what I just said well Disney plus is pretty good, yeah, so Disney plus uh, we're filming this on the 25th so we got we got Disney plus yesterday um I Amy mean, it's amazing I've put together a little morning schedule. Of cartoons because I mean I did I did own a lot of things on DVD, um, but like yeah now I've now I've got Disney Plus it's just there demand I don't have to mess around with swapping discs over or anything I can literally go X Men Spider Man Hulk and I switch over to Amazon Prime and get a morning episode of Bear Watch because I just I, I, I love being, really watching Bear Watch, um, but yeah I've been doing workouts in my garden I put one up the other day just to kind of help out people and um, me and uh, Rich Stone, who was the promoter of NJW, have kind of started collaborating on an idea for me to do like at home wrestling wrestlers workouts, just kind of keeping you, you know that ring conditioning things that you can do without a wrestling ring. Um, so yeah, that filming in the toy room, editing that. I've got a like a a video chronicle of my wrestling career uh, that uh, I'm I'm helping edit. It's with with uh, Andy Dye. It's just a nightmare editing it at the moment because. He works as a truck driver, so he's a, he's also, you know, he's, he's classed as a key worker. So he's, he's still busy, and we can't actually meet up to edit it. We have to just do it over a call or text and stuff. So, yeah, that's it's proven difficult, but, you no, know, keeping busy with that and, you know, doing my garden and stuff like that, uh, spending time with the missus, just, uh, yeah, like, uh, to be honest, like, it isn't the worst thing. I do miss the freedom of just, you know, if I need something for the garden, for example, just being able to nip to a garden centre or B&Q or something like that and pick it up and then I can crack on with it as well. I can't, I don't have that luxury now. I'm I'm, now isolated (laughs) uh, along with the rest of the country. But yeah, my main thing is I just want to see myself and my family get out of this at the other side, all healthy. Um, I was supposed to get married this year in Jamaica uh, in July. I don't know if... That, you know, I don't know if that's happening now yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, to to be honest with you just because of this um, we'll see, we'll see what happens I might have to push it back to next year Um, she might get fed up with me after the isolation and just kick me out so who knows but, yeah. I, yeah, we I, might... I don't know how <laughs> to
0: all this with me <laughs> yeah we might have to be roommates I'm isolating with mine as well and I don't know how we're going to cope with that <laughs> um, yes <laughs> Yeah, one year on, we're both supposed to be married, and instead we've just got a toy house. It'll be, it'll be great. There you go, <laughs> nah, um, now, hopefully, all that plays out. Like, obviously, we don't know how long this is going to go on for. If idiots keep going out, that's not going to help. Like, luckily, yeah. I'm here in Hull. Well, just outside of Hull for our wedding in August. But again, we don't know if we're going to be able to have that, or if it's going to be literally five people. And that's a big it, fucking it's, budget it's for five people. Well. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's the planning. Like you you don't know, do I plan? Do I yep. do I buy this stuff? <laughs> do I don't I buy this stuff? Like it's it just throws such a
0: spanner in the works and you don't know what to do with it, it's no uncertain times. No, hundred percent. So moving back to wrestling. Um mm-hmm. I wanna talk about Martin Kirby. He obviously mm. recently announced out of nowhere, may I add, like he'd just been over in Japan with Dragon Gate, did a tweet saying he's looking forward to going back out there. A couple of days later announced his retirement. Like, what's your thoughts on Martin Kirby's career and like the UK losing somebody as good as Martin?
1: I've always credited Kirby as being one of the most diverse wrestlers. and um, to me the key to success in pro wrestling, long-term success, is to be diverse. Don't just be an act. If you get one thing, then you pigeonhole. And when that expires, what else are you gonna do? You know, Kirby's always been one of those guys that's been very good at being do being able to do anything. Um, you no, know, I've been very fortunate enough to work with him in different incarnations of that role of him as well. Whether he's been I mean, the bad guy, good guy, comedy guy, you know. And I've the the the, the main takeaway I've always had with Kirby is I've always enjoyed watching him as well. Um, both as a wrestler, and I, I love. I love spending the time on the road with him. Um, I understand his decision because, you know, there's been times that I've really heavily contemplated it myself as well. Um, there was a situation that kind of came up at the end of last year where I was like, I think this might be me now. I think, you know, I was heavily contemplating uh, leaving wrestling um, due to a couple of things that had happened. No, the, those circumstances changed, thankfully, but at the time I was thinking, I think this is me done. Um, just because it was becoming too much and you know, when this starts becoming you have to love this to be able to do it because when you you having to commit to the lifestyle that comes along with it of you know, training and eating right and and all the other things and then just, you know, getting in late and and I always known that Kirby alongside Rest and has always, you know, done a second job. And I know like I've I've sometimes been on road trips with him, whether I've dropped him off or we've got back to his and now I've jumped back in my car. Like three in the morning and he's got to be up at six to go to work. Um and he's kept that up for a long time. He really has. Like fourteen years is a is of of, of doing what he's done and, and putting his body through it. And um I understand and respect his decision. I'm just very grateful that I got to spend that time with him and learn from him. He'll be sorely missed by a lot of us. Um but yeah, like it's it is what it is, man. Like it, it, people can't can't do this forever mentally. Um, I, I I think like it is a case of sometimes you mentally get broken down before your body does. Um, and I think Kirby's made the decision to, you know, get out whilst both those things are still intact. Um, before you know it affects his mental health in a negative way, or you know, worst case he gets you know injured as well. So,
0: yeah, it will be
1: it will be missed.
0: Yeah. Well, looking forward to like the future and things like that. One new company um that's actually set up in Hull, it's kind of under that umbrella with like NGW and wrestling agency, WrestleVerse. Like mm-hmm. this company it's nothing like I've seen anywhere to be honest. It's such good fun. The fact <laughs> that you're fighting and competing for a sword is yeah. gonna be interesting. <laughs> um <laughs> Talk about Wrestleverse because you get to play um, you're like the Don You it's as if you're the godfather of Wrestleverse like, yeah. how how do you feel like, especially working on those shows in Hull when normally you're at NGW Yeah
1: I mean when, when we first heard the concept of it I thought it was interesting but I did have, definitely have my reservations about it it's success or how, where it might go and I mean the only two shows deep now, and but it seems to be picking up a bit of attraction and interest. It was cool. I liked the idea that we got to do different characters and stuff like that. I mean, uh, North was where we'd originally started doing the outfit, but because of one, you know, a couple booking decisions and whatever, and, and dates not lining up, we want something that was able to go through with. Rich, you know, when he first pitched Wrestleverse, he said, I really want the outfit. I think it's got a lot of potential. And, um, which I was actually at first kind of like uh, I was questioning I was like oh. it's so like the outfit became a thing because I kind of saw it was so close to Nathan Cruz the character already mm-hmm. that I was like am I just going to look like I'm one dimensional here that I can't do anything and as you mentioned at the top of this interview like I've got a, an, an acting background in both training and in, uh, in higher education and going into to theatre slightly and doing some extra work in my early you know early 20s but like it just um, yeah. At first, I was kind of doubtful about it. Like I was, I was trying to even think of other characters that I might potentially do, but I knew that that might then have a negative on Lucas and Miles. Like I didn't, I didn't want to leave them in the in the shit. So um yeah, like we got to, and I at least kind of got to show that side of me, like my real personality, almost in that little video we did before where we all get sucked into the portal. where well, it's grabbed like, your ass. You know, yeah, it's totally <laughs> like just that, things like that that I got to be able to do and like, yeah, and and since then, like, I've had a lot of people come up to me and like uh, and say that you know seeing me do the capo is like their favorite version of me wrestling, which yeah. I was you know really like to see it has been much more aggressive and you know different thing that I'm doing and like I'm enjoying it and the ideas that I'm getting from it and and coming up it's allowing me to be a lot more creative again and stuff like that. Um, and Jed, getting to work with Jed, who is was a local comedian here in Hull, I love Jed. I think he's, I think he's a class comedian for one thing. I love his enthusiasm for wrestling, and like, I just, I love him being a part of it. Like, I really yeah. do. Like, I, uh, I think he adds something to the show. That's, it fits you know, the show. Not like, yeah, yeah. It's not like like Jim was with with Progress, for example, like. Even though was a stand-up comedian as well, like it's it's a bit different in in you know Jed's approach to it. Um, and Jed, actually, you know, he, I did a like stand-up something that I've always i kind of somewhat of an interest in as well. Uh, and I, I think it was like a year or two ago now. Like he gave me the opportunity to do that at an open mic night. I did like a stand-up, and, um, and I was real grateful to him give me that opportunity. I've actually got something else lined up, another stand-up that I actually want to do now, and I to speak to him about that. But like. To him, then let me into that world, and I would see him come into our world. And you know, well, if you even want to call Wrestleverse our world, it's kind of its own thing, but um, yeah, Wrestleverse is a lot of fun, like, it's uh, it's given us all an opportunity to do something a bit more creative. And like, I know in particular Rory Coyle absolutely loves it, like, he he really really loves it, he's uh, he's so so enthusiastic about he's coming up with ideas not just for himself but for everybody all the time like (laughs) the last show that we did there i think he was speaking to everyone about this idea that he'd had for for the show for halloween show in the future and i was like oh my god that's sick i love the idea as well and like it was snowballing everybody was then coming in with their little bits of ideas from it and before we knew it, it was like we had this halloween show booked within like 30 minutes of just everybody <laughs> chipping in with these ideas you know rich had nothing to do
0: with it. <laughs> we should just start
1: there going like guys like it's me doing this <laughs> we're like oh no we've, we've got all this sorted um so yeah yeah we, we you know we all kind of put it together but it's good it's good to see that enthusiasm from everybody and again it's given people a good opportunity to be something else and do something else and try out different things like I know for Adam for example he said it gives him a good opportunity to try like a lot of villain work for himself because he he's predominantly booked as a good guy in this country other than OTT so yeah which is not Ireland but it gives him an opportunity to really show heel persona and stuff like that and you know where even ideas that will come up with Adam with that going forward and stuff it's kind of cool yeah for real it's one of them shows that I can't really describe it to you you just need to check it out like I think it's very—it's the closest thing to live theater meets pro wrestling you could probably find because there's so much, so much variety on the show and and these you know the weird odd characters. But you know, if you was a big fan of that type of style in the early nineties in WWF, I think you'll kind of like this because that's basically what this is—it's those
0: outlandish, wild characters and uh, and uh, yeah, this is the Wrestleverse. Oh, it's so good and hopefully like the full shows and stuff, get power in its entirety, hopefully more people, will... it's it's increasing, I think there was more than double the crowd from the first show, which seemed really good, and the it has been, everybody's been really positive, and it's funny you should talk about your aggressive nature as well, like some of the people that I knew that went from my work, they were saying like, it's just so much better being aggressive. And they said the same thing of you at PWR when you was beating the snot out of Scotty and um, Cole, uh, preferring that like more aggressive persona and not having to hold back your shots as you would with NGW.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, as well, I think what has kind of happened there is just it's just a character evolution. Like, I'm always looking for ways to, to evolve that character. Um I think I said this in the last interview if you was to hold up a picture of Nathan Cruz from 2009 with the feather bowers, the glasses and all this and then hold them up to Nathan Cruz 2020 or 2019 at the time we did that interview like the two with the shield and the cape and longer hair, beard it's all, it looks like two completely different characters but if you was to follow my career like it's been a very slow, gradual transition, um, and I, you know, I credit that to the fact that I've been such an undertaker, Mark, my entire life. You know, <laughs> he did the same thing, and uh, I always thought that was a very, very smart thing. Like he kept himself fresh, he kept himself interesting. A more, a more modern one to go to, and again, I mentioned how much of an influence he's had on my career would be Chris Jericho. He's done a very similar thing. He reinvents himself, reinvents himself, but he does it in such a gradual way that you don't necessarily really notice the big change. He's just, you know, he's just. He does it gradually. He does it gradually, and it keeps your interest. And yeah, I think that's something to do. And I just think that's kind of where the character's gone with Nathan Cruz now. Like I'm, I don't need to rely on the flamboyance and stuff yeah. that as much anymore because you know I'm. old. I'm thirty this year, and I've, I've you know people have been familiar with me for a long time now. That um, he's it's, it's, it's enabling me to do something different now and be a bit more aggressive and find this other side of this character.
0: Well, speaking of your character changes, could there be like a second portal in Wrestleverse and could we see your character, Death, come in? Oh, God, no. <laughs> I'd never
1: knew that. I, 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 there, has been, there has been talks of like, what do we do at some point with it? Do we have like, you know, like, I, I think I pitched the idea to Rich of having like a voice clip of Vinnie Mac doing it and they, it's time to shake things up again. And like the port will start glitching, and we, and we all change characters like I think that would be good to yeah. do at some point like I think it'd be once people seen enough of Chuck Wood and the outfit and the, you know and uh, and teeny tiny all these characters have gotten there to to change it up and see what but i mean that's that's quite a way where yeah. Um, and we might not even do it, but that's just one idea that I had that I thought would be good for us all to then change up our gimmicks a little uh, again and, and reinvent ourselves and just try something new. Um, it means, you know, starting to think of something um, of what I might do in that when that time comes, if that time comes, but, you know, that's exciting and that's what I love. I love being creative. I've, I've always been a creative person. I think that's why I was drawn to pro wrestling, why I was drawn to, to entertainment and acting in general, but, um, yeah, you know, wrestle WrestleBase is a great opportunity for
0: me to kind of explore that. You better br- if you don't bring back death, I'm gonna be fuming.
1: <laughs> I'm not bringing back death. Death is the the backer character, and um, yeah, it doesn't suit me, man. It doesn't suit me. I can't. <laughs> I I just don't think anyone would buy into it. I don't think for a second anyone would buy into it. I think it'd just be it'd be laughed off um i i couldn't do it i couldn't do it i could not I, I believe in the character so that's that's the that's the story failed already i tell them tell this to my students all the time like you have to believe it for them to believe it otherwise you're dead in the water and um yeah <laughs> I, I think that's a i i'd just die a death
0: no even if it's just for like one segment over the youtube or something where you're like i am not being this person get me back in that portal (laughs) it would just be comedy gold comedy gold so speaking of something like during your transition you had the opportunity to work in france quite a lot um i know like as we got to know each other over the years you mentioned some of the surreal stuff, what you'd see yourself on buses and shopping malls. And how was that experience? Like, let's talk about France. Cause we didn't last time.
1: Uh, France was a big part of, uh, of my development. And like, uh, I, I, I look back so fondly, so fondly. Uh, 2012 was, I had my first opportunity there, November, 2012. I think Rampage was the one that actually put me in contact with uh with one of their talents by the name of jimmy gavaroche and he contacted me they flew me out to paris picked me up we drove three and a half hours to the town that was wrestling that night um and i met the promoter flesh gordon and the the financial backer jean-marie um and it was just right okay let's try and impress i had a good match and they was happy with me the if how well I did in my first match would determine whether or not I'd be in the eight man tag at the end of the show. Um and they put me in the eight-man tag. So I took took that as a good sign and um went back. Uh and then in the January they contacted me again with like a bunch of dates of January, uh a bunch of dates of February. There was some in February I couldn't do because we had half-term over here that I'd already committed to to Brian. And then in the March and April, I was out there every weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday traveling across France and um you know the the team they had at that at that point was really good uh, like since Jimmy was there there was a, a bunch of a bunch of good guys and girls that was really on that that was on that team that I was like i just i enjoyed being around there was some Belgian guys um Kenzo Richards was one of them I just enjoyed being around them like they were cool cool people and I was learning a different style as well like they're very heavy on k there um and i was I was just picking up a different Different way to put matches together and things like that from Flesh and and uh, and Prince Zefi. Those guys have been around since the sixties, I think. They're were, they were just you know really good people uh, that took great care of me. The amount of times I remember, like going out there once they they flew me out there early and took me to Disneyland for two days. <laughs> like they took such good care of me. Um, but yeah, and then at the end of two thousand thirteen, we have this huge show. It's like their biggest show of the year. Um, draws around 2,000 people, and the promotion for it's it's huge. And uh, I got sent this picture where one of the posters had been printed on the back of a bus that was like just you know, like we'd have uh, stagecoach buses here in England, just commercial buses that people are using. And there I am on this poster, about 40 foot tall. I'm like, this is insane! Like, that's that's a madness. Like, I just couldn't get my head around it. And then that you know, the the me out, they took me to this to do all this promotional work the day before the show and I had to do to visit these. There was like a photography shop, there was a, a really nice suit shop, which they gave me this real nice tie, um and like tie clip because they knew like I dress smart or whatever. Um and they took me to the supermarket and in the supermarket is this huge banner with me on and with they have us do this like live weighing and if you can guess the wrestler's weight, you will get a free ticket to the show and uh i mean there was hundreds of people it was like a, a walmart or something like that um as step and there i am i just i just couldn't get over it and like the, the magnitude of it in 2013 like I say was when i was working there predominantly i went back a couple times in 2014 i went there in 2018 to take lucas there um but i really really enjoyed it like it was such a huge part of 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 me learning and and developing that confidence because there's a language barrier there. I just had to sometimes go in and just rely on my own ability. Sometimes going in there with talents that were just coming from their trainer school and there was interested me to just lead them through the match. And it was, um, yeah, it was a really good time, a really good time, and I earned some good money from it as well. It's like I said, they took great care of us. I got to see France and you know, but all the times I went, I never saw the actual Tower. Funny enough, <laughs> I went to I must have flown into Paris about. 20 times, and uh, we used to meet up at this, I'd get the tube from Charles de Gaulle into Paris city centre, we'd meet at this restaurant, and then we'd all jump in the car and go to the town that was in, and it was in hotels and and stuff like that from there, but great shows, great atmospheres there, Tim Wiley was over there quite often as well, so sometimes I'd have a brick there to just spend some time with and hang out with, and it was I remember that that particular show at the end of 2013. They, uh, it was the first time they booked me as a babyface, and the crowd, the fans, was just so, so adoring of me. There was one point I was leaving the ring after winning my match, and the, the ramp kind of set up like this, and kids would, like reach up to grab you. They climbed the ramp, and I just, I fell off it. They just swarmed me, and I'm laying on this 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 ramp, just looking up at the ceiling. All these fans like. Like patting me and like cheering and stuff, and I I just screamed at the top of my lungs. I love my life because I, I mean, what how it doesn't happen. Do you know what I mean? Stuff like yeah. that is not many people get to say that that happened in their life, and um and it, it was just awesome. And wrestling stars, friends, um I love you guys. I can't thank you enough for everything you did for me. Um, if it weren't for Brexit, I'd love to be still going out there and working for them, but you know.
0: That kind of ruined that one, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so to kinda of wrap things up then, like when life's back to like normality and stuff like that, obviously you're supposed to go to chaos to face Danny Jones, um all this yeah. battle of Brit Rest stuff, you've got quite a lot of bookings coming up. You've mentioned Miles Cayman, you've mentioned Lucas who's just recently been out in Japan as well with all Japan. Absolutely killing out there. Who else is? Who else should people have an eye on? Oh,
1: big uh, guns, Joe, Joe Nelson um, is someone else who is now Kid like us too as well. Um, two guys that i think been called like Tom Fellwell, Ethan Allen, Luke Jacobs, uh, <laughs> Um I say that without that like, because he winds me up. But I think I do I do see something in him. I really do. And I do like him. I do get along with him. He just at times. Just oh, but yeah, he's a good lad. He's a good lad. Um and I think he's got you know, he's already started doing stuff with NXT to UK and it's no surprise to me because he's a hard working lad and uh yeah, he's got a lot of potential. Um, there's just a few names off the top of my head. Yeah, I've seen something in recently that I'm like, okay, I think they've. I to America. I posted about him today. In fact, on my Twitter, um, Cam. I remember, I remember Cam, and I'm annoyed now. I've got his second day. I'm so annoyed with myself. Cam something. Ah, I'm annoyed now. We'll get there.
0: When did you tweet <laughs> I'll it? We'll
1: get there today, the twenty fifth. Um, I, I I quote tweeted oh, Cam Carter. That he was doing in Cam Carter. Thank you so much. Um, <laughs> Cam Carter. i someone who I again I worked with in that way that I mentioned at PWX and um, yeah, him and Lucky actually. And nothing. They're not taking anything away from Saive either. Saive was very good, but Cam really stood out to me. Like he just has there's something in some things that you just can't teach, and uh, and he has that. Like just that factor and uh, I, I think he's got a big future ahead of him um, uh, but yeah like there's there's a lot of talent out there that's that's coming through but you know that's just a few names off the top of my head um, yeah, from my own training school because I, I, I feel almost I feel <laughs> I don't want to just plug my lads because I obviously kind of feel you know I don't want to just put myself over right but um recent Rogan tag team yeah um, they just, they, the the like tag team wrestling, the bruises, they're just nasty, vicious, um, got a lot of potential, got a long way to go. And, and Reese, it took a long time to, to click with him, a long time. He's been training with with us at NGW for for quite a while. And, um, at one point i I actually didn't think he was ever, I, I thought, you know, I just don't think it's for him. And then just one day, it started to click with him and he started to really piece things together and then last year he got to do an entire summer with mega slam and it helped him so much um i just got brad just asked me one day for some some lads or a lad and i sent him reese and uh next thing brad was so impressed with him, he offered him the entire summer so proud of him and um you know and his, his partner rogan he's he he loves wrestling. He really loves wrestling. He's a fan of it. He's he's a student of it. He loves tag team wrestling. Um, yeah, I just think they're they're two lads that you should really keep an eye on. I think they're going to do good things as a tag team. Um, they've got Kev Cash working with them. Oh, so, um, if you if you those who know the history of my character and that Kev worked with me from 2008 to 2013 uh, as my manager. Kev is someone who I think is massively underrated for his. He's got such a good brain for wrestling, um, and I love the fact that he's working with them because he'll 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 point them in the right direction with certain things, and he he just gets he just gets wrestling man, and um, I think he's gonna help them go in the right direction. You know, you saw things that got JD boom over. A lot of that stuff came from Kev's brain. He's he's got a really sharp brain for pro wrestling. And um and he know the best thing about him is that he knows his place. Like he he knew he wanted to be a manager and he worked on that and he's become a hell of a good manager because of it. And it's you know they're a dying breed, good managers. There's Vicky, there's Kev, there's uh, Gilligan, and they're the three off the top of my head that I can think of. But yeah, recent and Rogan would uh, be two others, like you know, that are coming from uh, the NGW Academy, in particular, that I had to uh, keep an eye on. And I think they've got a, a bright future. And um and little Scott Bell as a referee that we've earned up, in he's that guy's getting more bookings than me these days. He's all over the place. <laughs> it helps that he's like five foot and a peanut because it's like he makes us all like giants. <laughs> but again, someone who that he came to our wrestling school, he learned to wrestle, but he knew that he wanted to referee. If you ever see him wrestle, like. I always say to him when he does a training match, it's like it's a crime that you just want to be a referee because you're good at this as well. But, um, but he's—I think that's just made him an even better referee because he just—he gets—he knows where to be in the right places at the right time. He knows how to sell stuff, and I really like Scott and um, I love seeing you know his career take off the way it has done. You know, I'm really proud of him.
0: Now, from your time in America, was Corey Hollis one of them that you? Corey, past. yeah, I mean, Corey's been has been around a while. That's I, that's why I didn't mention yeah. him as like
1: a young up a young upcomer. Um, but Corey's fantastic. Like, I I just I watched his main event with Harlem, and again Harlem was fantastic. Like two guys that are so underrated on the American Independence scene. Their main event that they did at PWX for the X sixteen tournament, it was it was a masterpiece. It was a, they they had fans on the feet. Because they knew the finish was happening, you know yeah. what I mean. Like they would get there, you could you could feel the room boiling and ready to explode for this reaction, and that's just a credit of the promotion for one thing to tell a good story, and then but those two piecing that together, um, and and you know putting that story, just giving it the crescendo that it deserved. Like Corey's phenomenal man. Like I I can't say enough good words about. Uh, what I think of him as as a talent, particularly as a bad guy, like this is you know, and, and I, as someone who's worked as a heel for pretty much all the like, career, I can, I love watching other people who really take this properly. Do you know what I mean? Like they're not yeah. trying to get themselves secretly over at the same time, like they just want to go out and be a despicable bastard. <laughs> and he's so good at that. Like he. Um, He recently did something on AEW Dark and I'm hoping it's going to lead to to Uh, more stuff for him. I I really am.
0: You managed to check that match out. It was on the 24th of March edition he was on.
1: so that was last night so i knew i still need to check that out um i saw that Kip was on that so i'll be checking out i mean i I try my best to follow as much of it as i can anyways because it's one of them things that i'm like right if this is my ambition to go there like i I can't just be ignorant to it and hope that i'll end up you know working for them like i want to keep an eye on the product i want it's a fun product um it is it's something different and it really is and like the. And to me, that's that their best thing is that they're not trying to compete with WWE. Like, they're just trying to be them. They're just trying to be creative and do something different and offer something different. To me, that's the one second. That's one, one second. To-
0: Apologies for that.
1: <laughs> no worries. No. no yeah. I'm uh, just, no, been- just saying. Like, I think. Uh, yeah, I think one of the reasons that AEW has been so successful so far is that they're very much on a. A creative mindset and not a competitive mindset and i think that's that's that if i can give anybody in life advice that, that's that's it man don't concern yourself and compete with everybody else around you just focus on you and being you know creating the best version of you and it, you know and believe in yourself have self-belief i've um something I've kind of believed in and, and probably done my entire life about knowing is something called the law of attraction. I've been reading into that a lot recently and um, I'm like looking at AEW's product, I'm like, well, man, this is the biggest example of it to me in my life at the moment is that like there's some guys that all believed in themselves, never really wanted to compete with anything. just wanted to be creative and offer something different and the success that's come from it, you know, they're, they're doing amazing stuff. So yeah, um, I'll definitely be checking out the, the most recent AEW dark and the most recent AEW show, um, that'll actually be on tonight. Um, so yeah, I just you know want to support that product as much as I can because you know it's where, you know, I, I kind of want to get to. I want I want to get to there. I want to get to ROH. Or, you know, I see these places now as as things that I need to set up, set my sights on and and especially that, that last visit I had to America, earlier this year. Um, at the time I was kind of in a before I went, I was in a real bad mindset. that was around that time I was contemplating leaving wrestling and then um but then that just kind of refreshed everything, got my mind refocused gave myself gave myself something to to strive towards and become ambitious for again and you know I've never been so focused on getting out there and like moving my life to the United States or to canada um again, like mainly being all my friends are there right um. Like Dash is there, Skyler's there, Kip's there. Like I've got, I I was never shy of something to do when I was there. Like I've I've got so many friends there. Like, but I I all these people that I just I spent time with. Jimmy like, Jimmy was joking about how he needs a drinking partner out there, and you know I love a good blue moon at ten. So it's, um, <laughs> the idea of getting out there and being able to kind of like start that life out there. And the only way I can do that is. You know, at least the only way I want to do Is, is through wrestling. You know, what the future may hold after that is, 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 you know, anybody nobody knows at this point. I might have a toy shop where I'll probably not sell any of my products and go out of business because I'll keep everything. Um, <laughs> but no, like, you know, seriously, like, that's that's my ambition, though, like, is to, to, to work out there. And I'm a big supporter of what they're doing. So, yeah, I'll be checking out what Corey did on the AW Dark and checking out what Kip and Liv did. Um. Yeah, it's a it's a really good product, man.
0: bro So, what I tend to do, whether I'm collaborating with somebody or I'm doing interviews, it's one more match. So, with yourself, obviously, you're doing singles competition. You're doing uh, tag team. So, I'm already gonna veto the revival because I know you'll pick Dash <laughs> I know you'll pick Dash and Dawson anyway. So that's a given. If you get a tag Absolutely. match, you want them too. So we're already putting that 100%. one up there. I'm stealing that one from you. Sir, so, um that was well, the answer. I had the answer. It was
1: like, I know where I'm going with
0: it. Yeah. So that's why I've already took it. I'm not gonna make it easy for Sir So for yourself, right, okay. what I'm gonna do is I'll go through with my Ma- Myers, Rampage, and Lucas as well. So who do you want who do you want to face teaming with Myers? Teaming with Myers. Yep. Yeah. Oh,
1: Has to be currently on the BBR roster? No, no,
0: anywhere in the world. Anywhere in the world?
1: Okay. all right, okay, that makes it a little easier. Um, I'd love to do something again with Marty Scale, um, and you know, so any, any incarnation of the one enterprises. Um, Marty was somebody who I always enjoyed working with. I always felt like he brought out something. He brought out the best in me. He always had the best thing about working with Marty is that he has ideas for you as well as himself. Like he's a very creative person. And um, again, probably why he's so successful. He's got a creative man, not a competitive man. And he's um, so any any form of of, of him and, and the villain enterprises. I'd love to do to do business with. You know, if we could have, you know, um.
0: Team Second Sin versus
1: Team Sin. Yeah, like it was like me, any incarnation of, of that girl, like me, Myers, and Lucas, or me, Myers, and Rampage, or you know, against
0: them in a six man would be boss. Yeah. Bro. Now, I won't like, I won't pick, get you to pick another tag team. I won't be that mean. Okay. However, for singles matches, what I'd want is if, Somebody from the UK that you may not have wrestled yet in a singles match. Somebody from America. Who are they?
1: From the UK, probably Will or Zach Saber. I've not yep. wrestled either of them in a the singles. In fact, I've not wrestled Will at all. Um, so yeah, it'd be I can't I can't pick between those two. Um, but it'd be one of those guys in a singles match uh, from the UK from america technically not american canadian am i allowed that yeah, yeah jericho like he's been the biggest influence of my career um i feel like i'd let i'd leave the match learning so much um and it's i did ticked off like one of my biggest life's ambition uh to get in there and, and you know tie up and, and do something with him um and I, you know, I've heard that he's he's quite a solid worker as well, which I've <laughs> always liked. Like, um, I've always been, you know, similar in that, that approach to it. So yeah, like, it, uh, I think that that definitely be the answer. It'd be Jericho.
0: Yeah. Now, brilliant. All right, Nathan. Thank you for coming on, mate. Been a pleasure talking to you whilst oh, we are going no, yeah. stare crazy. Um... Well, we all need something to do,
1: man. So this is uh, yeah, this is past an hour and a half of my time and and your time, and so hopefully it's. Uh, helped other people as well while they're them something to watch listen
0: to and yeah well i'm quite i'm quite surprised because obviously with how much we spoke about last year in the first one i was like right this is the first interview i'm doing where i've already interviewed them so i can't do all the generic shit and then <laughs> yeah. i know you as well so i was like what? Well, how am i gonna make this last and then yeah we're nearly going an hour and a half into the recording but
1: i know right give- i know i can just i can talk forever i just <laughs> I, know, <laughs> I
0: know. right mate so just tell everybody where they can find you again plug your toy stuff that you got coming up and then
1: yeah okay so yeah you can find me on twitter at nathan underscore cruise nine zero same on instagram as well um i've got a facebook fan page now that i've recently started actually bothering with a bit more because i used to really bother with that don't add me on my private account. I get fans, even trainees, still sometimes trying to add me on that private account. It's private for a reason. Um, I don't mean any disrespect by it. Um, I just like to keep my private life private, and I'd ask you to respect the same, please. Um, my YouTube channels, like I say, I've got two. Um, there's one that's just called Nathan Cruz. You'll find a lot of my wrestling stuff on there. Um, like I said, there's going to be a new chronicle video going up on that rec- uh, coming up pretty soon and then there's cruise off-road which is it's got all at christmas me decorate my house um because i'm pretty obsessed with christmas and and the christmas decorating uh, and yeah i've just started my uh, toy room series called inside the toy room which kind of gives you an insight to my collection um and i talk a lot about like uh, the history of that toy line and whichever one that i'm talking about as well so yeah um check those out uh just subscribe to them, like them, share them out, and like all that support it goes a long way you know to um whilst you know the these unforeseen circumstances, and we don't know what the future holds for anybody at the moment, but particularly self employed entertainers like myself like if I can give something for you to watch and do in your time in isolation, um, you know all those views and all it like, all adds up. It all helps out, and uh, I you know I appreciate it. And you know you kind of get to find out a bit more about the the real me because for so many years within my wrestling career, it was that influence from France that I was quite big on. Care favor kind of I showed Nathan Cruz a lot more than I showed Nathan Irwin, and um, and I'm kind of relaxing a bit on that and letting people find out the real me. Um just because I think like I, I for a while there I, I painted a negative perception of myself um because I was pretty much constantly in character. Um, yep. So yeah, kinda of, Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to let people know that, you know, I'm not that much of an arsehole, you know. I might still be a bit of a pro Just
0: a little bit. <laughs> yeah no brilliant thank you nathan um and then yeah guys before i tell you where you can find myself i'll, I'll plug the fiancee since she's self-employed as well and can't do any work at the moment have a look at training with jazz i thought i would mention it in this one because nathan you've got a love for dogs as well so training with jazz on facebook yeah, do. she's doing daily training videos with our big beast Freya. um so yeah make sure you check that out one if you want to cheat your dog summit or two if you're just wanting to watch videos of dogs,
1: yeah, I'm going to be checking this out. I never knew about this. Yeah, mate. <laughs> one of the best things I'll do tonight. <laughs> yep.
0: Yeah. I think the first one was teaching her how to take her socks off. So that was the first one, and the second is like just walking like in between the legs. And are you seen the size of her now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, she's beautiful. She's, the Newfoundland's she... are such a great breed, but yeah, she's she's gorgeous, man. There you go. Once the once all this is sorted, you will have to come, come for a yeah. Come see play. the dog. I to, I
1: to, I to, yeah, I need to come play with you, dog. Absolutely.
0: Um, so yeah, find me at Cats Angle Pod. You can also find me at Ring Pod. Where if you haven't already, make sure you check out Nathan's interview from last year, where it talks about his journey that he kind of spoke about regarding WWE, how he came through the industry. Um, the battles with mental health and how he's come out on the other side. And yeah, you can find me at Kate Johansson 93. Unlike Nathan, I don't mind if you add me because he's just complained about people adding his real account, then gives his shoot name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I no, I
1: shouldn't have done
0: that, right? No, you should. <laughs> I
1: buried myself. You have. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> right,
0: Nathan. Take care, mate, and all the best.
1: All right, take care, Kate. Thanks very much, pal. Bye.